You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. Claire Rowe, a child psychologist on the Friday showdown, talked about what she's already seeing, the evidence already apparent in the mental health of young people being impacted. Have a look. We won't know the effect of this for months, possibly years. I mean, we really are starting to think we've got a generation here who are missing out socially, emotionally and academically now. So um, absolutely, 30 to 40% spike not only in uh, emergency ward presentations for things like self-harm, suicidal ideation, uh, but a 30% rise in the last three weeks, I believe, in Sydney uh, to Kids Helpline and Beyond Blue calls. I'm seeing myself in my own clinical private practice, kids presenting on a daily basis Uh, with self-harming and that's because I think at the moment not only did they start off being incredibly anxious about catching COVID but now locked up in their house we're seeing just rates of depression skyrocket. As for the enemies of freedom those who are potential adversaries they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, We will not surrender for it, now or ever. Most of the patriots listening to me today are probably adults, which means you're 18, 19, 20 years or older. And your past, your childhood days, and the days that you went to school, So you probably had an enjoyable, more than likely an enjoyable, peaceful, not panicking type of experience in school where you socialized with everyone. You may have had incidents, you know, where people didn't like you, you got bullied, etc. But overall, may not have liked school, which I didn't, but I wasn't unhappy or sad or depressed going to school. Matter of fact, I played a lot of sports in school, so I had a lot of fun. What we're going to talk about today is what I'm now labeling Generation D. And the D stands for depression. Kids going to school today are in a very different type of environment. This pandemic and the leftist ideas of CRT, all of this is stressing the hell out of the kids in school. And they're having a very hard time concentrating and even being with socializing each other in classrooms today because of the fear that has been injected in him, either through listening to the media, their friends, but most importantly, their parents and teachers have instilled this fear within them. The article I'm going to read from you is about a public school teacher in Canada. It's a great article. It's in the show notes. You can check it out. And it's titled, I am a public school teacher. The kids aren't all right. And this is what she has to say. 
I'm a proud to be teacher. I've worked in the Canadian public school system for the past 15 years, mostly at the high school level, teaching morals and ethics. I don't claim to be a doctor or an expert in virology. There's a lot I don't know, but I spend my days with our youth and they tell me a lot about their lives. And I want to tell you what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Since the beginning of the pandemic, when our school went fully remote, it was evident to me that the loss of human connection would be detrimental to our students' development. It also became increasingly clear that the response to the pandemic would have immense consequences for students who were already on the path to long-term disengagement, potentially altering their lives permanently. In my classroom, the learning loss is noticeable. My students can't concentrate, and they aren't doing the work that I assign to them. They have way less motivation compared to before the pandemic began. Some of my students choose not to come back at all, either because fear of the virus or because they are debilitated by social anxiety. And now they have the option to do virtual school from home. So she's saying they are be debilitated. They have issues in society because of anxiety that was put into them through this pandemic and the fear of their parents. I didn't have any of this when I was going through school. I didn't have any anxiety or fear of being around each other or afraid to touch someone or afraid of germs, none of that. Matter of fact, I lived in the country in Louisiana, and I've been through more crap as a kid that most parents would just blow their mind how much my brothers and sister and I lived off the land. We used to be in mud holes and ditches and get cut and slice our arms, whatever, and have germs everywhere. My mom didn't panic. If we got hurt, we'd come home. She'd clean us up, put some Band-Aids on it, wrap us up, whatever it took, and we were done. But that's not how it is today, especially with the mental aspects of this. I'm going to read something that's pretty interesting. This is from a national 2016 parent survey. And you can go on the cdc.gov website and read these st statistics, facts about mental disorders in U.S. children. Now, remember, this is 2016. This is way before the pandemic, way before the fear. And this is what they're saying. ADHD behavior problems, anxiety and depression are the most commonly diagnosed mental disorders in children. So in 2016, 9.4% of children aged 2 to 17 years, approximately 6.1 million, have received some type of ADHD diagnosis. 7.4 or 4.5 million have a diagnosed behavior problem. 7.1 or 4.4 million have diagnosed anxiety. 
3.2 or 1.9 million have diagnosed depression. This is between the ages of 3 and 17 years old. That was 2016. Can you just imagine how high those numbers are going to go after this unbelievable reaction to this, quote, pandemic and all the lockdowns and the fear we have put into these children? We're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the impact of the COVID-19 on children's mental health, according to UNICEF, which is a universal world organization. And even they are going to talk about what this impact is. We'll be right back. Quick stop, midnight tea top, Jack and her cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. We were Jesus, Sammy, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stop, faded little map dots, New York to L.A. We were teenage dreaming, front seat leaning, baby, come give me a kiss. Put me on the cover of the Rolling Stone, uptown, down home, American kids. Growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, blowing that smoke on Saturday night. A little messed up, but we're all Parking lot, trying not to get caught. Take her home and give her your jacket. Making it to second base by saying you went all the way Monday afternoon at practice. Sister's got a boyfriend, daddy doesn't lie. Now he's sitting out back, 30 30 in his lap in the blue bugs after life. We were Jesus, Sammy, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stop, fatal. I would have to agree with Kenny Chesney. 
as an American kid growing up. Little messed up, but we're all right. Little mixed up, but we're all right. Had fun. Loved it. Loved my childhood days. Loved my friends. Loved everything about it. And I had no problems about anxiety or anything until I became an adult. Then I had to really start worrying about different things, jobs, etc. But as a kid growing up, it was great. But this is not what these kids are dealing with today. Really, I actually feel sorry for kids in that age group, 3 to 17. I do. Because this ain't their fault whatsoever. This is the evil, evil people and tyrants of this world that has caused this humongous, gigantic human problem. To humanity, it is a dastardly, very bad thing for humanity. And I believe we are producing Generation D for depression. Now, this article, part, part again, this is part of the articles I read. You can read the full articles and look at the links in the show notes. But this is from UNICEF. The COVID-19 pandemic brought a complex array of challenges which had mental health repercussions for everyone, including children and adolescents. Grief, fear, uncertainty, social isolation, increased screen time, and parent fatigue have negatively affected the mental health of children. Friendships and family support are strong, stabilizing forces for children, but the COVID-19 pandemic has also disrupted them. The mental health of millions of children worldwide has been put at risk with at least one in seven forced to remain at home under nationwide public health orders or recommendations during the COVID-19 pandemic. More than 330 million youngsters have been stuck at home till March of 2021. As you can tell, this is a older document for at least nine months since the virus spread uncontrollably this time last year it has become difficult for parents to calm their children's anxieties because of the uncertainty and stress in their own lives this is exactly what's going on because the parents all stressed out and they fear everything it automatically transfers to your children because your children look up to you to determine how to act. And if you have anxiety and fear of living in the world, they're going to follow you because they're going to believe in you. The occupational or emotional challenges parents face is interfering with their usual ability to address their children's needs and worries. That's from UNICEF. So even the world knows the impact what has happened to these children. I'm going to play a short clip. This is from NBC Nightly News on February 15th of 2021. So basically almost a year ago is when this clip was played and they're talking to high school students. Take a good listen to this. All across the country, students are facing unprecedented challenges. We're all really struggling. Basically, it sucks. 
I'm definitely less interested. We've been following 16 students since the first day of school, and they echo what was found in our massive national survey. I've never felt so much stress in one school year. The study surveyed 75,000 students from 2018 to 2020, and in the fall of 2020 alone, found that over 56% of students said their stress related to school increased compared to the time before coronavirus. I definitely feel very stressed. I probably get around like four to five hours of sleep. Why am I having so many mental breakdowns? In October, we saw that in our student in Chicago. Allegra went from frustration with online glitches. The whole thing would just like kick me out. To a near meltdown. I don't understand. And I can't ask teachers for help. And looking back now, what was your lowest moment of the school year so far? It would be that time I cried over my uh, physics project. At that point, I was like, this online is not going to work. The study also found 41% said their effort toward learning decreased. My attention definitely decreased. I'm still surprised at uh, how, how much online's affecting me. That was John in Pennsylvania last December. Now he says he's constantly distracted. Snowblowers, dogs barking, parents going in and out, and it really can mess with me. Another finding, 50% of students said the strength of their relationships with teachers has decreased. I kind of sent a follow-up email to one of my teachers, kind of just like telling him about everything that's been going on. And it took him almost like four days to respond. Do I believe kids will be okay and will they make it? Absolutely. Will they be able to do that alone? No. Learning how to manage. I'm just trying to think positively. I'm trying my best. In a year filled with the unexpected. Rahima Ellis, NBC News. Can you imagine talking to high school students today, even after a year from this time frame when they were talking then? I can just imagine how they feel. Well, maybe I can't because I didn't live in the time frame that these kids are living in with this COVID stuff and the tyranny across the globe. Like usual, this is a difficult problem to handle. But the media is still, even today, convinced that the virus is the virus and the only way to defeat it is to get a vaccine. And they're going to use the media to continue to push vaccines on kids. This next one is what I call my bonehead award. Yes, hadn't had one in a while, but this is a bonehead award. COVID side effects on kids, which is, by the way, very, very, very small. But this mental health issue is huge, gigantic compared to to the COVID side effects on these kids. Taking a listen to this bonehead. When it comes to COVID-19, new data is raising concern about rare side effects in young children. Experts point to it as more reason to consider the vaccine for kids 12 and up. Randy Smith connects the dots because Wake Up Central helps you wake up smarter. While children are less likely to develop severe COVID-19 symptoms, researchers are finding they suffer some disturbing side effects, including neurological disorders. Let's connect the dots. Scientists in the UK looked at kids hospitalized with COVID-19 and found they were more likely than adults to suffer rare neurological disorders. 4% of kids had the symptoms compared to less than 1% of adults. 
Those symptoms include stroke, behavioral changes, hallucinations, and encephalopathy. Nearly half of the kids who suffered these neurological symptoms also developed a condition associated with COVID called MISC. The inflammatory multisystem syndrome develops after a child has coronavirus. The children with MISC and neurological complications were also much more likely to need intensive care in a hospital. Meanwhile, the kids who didn't have the inflammatory syndrome had slightly different COVID complications. They had neurological issues like seizures, brain inflammation, psychosis, and a nerve disorder known as Guillain-Barre syndrome. As scary as all this sounds, it's important to remember these complications were found in just 4% of kids with COVID-19. But experts point to the results as a reason to increase testing for children. Connecting the dots, I'm Brandy Smith. There you have it, the bonehead. All these people are concerned about the COVID and how it's affecting everyone, which is less than the flu. But doesn't matter. Their narrative is to kill us. Seriously. To constantly, constantly put us in fear over and over again and shoot us with a vaccine that has still yet to be even proven and approved to work against this COVID vaccine. But I can just imagine what's going to happen in the world when Generation D grows up and they have to go into the civilian workforce, I don't think they're going to have enough padded cubicles to put these depressive people into to be able to function after what is happening. Again, that's my opinion, and I pray to God that that doesn't happen. But here's what I do see. ADHD has always been treated mainly by drugs instead of just taking your children out for a walk in the park and going hiking and camping and being part of your family and getting them away from the computers and especially the main street media. That's the big issue. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. Go to thepatriotcause.com and you can share that website link on YouTube, anywhere you want to share it. And they can go and listen to all the podcasts on the computer, even if they don't have a podcast app on their phone. So please share it far and wide. Thank you very much for listening. This is The Gunny out.